Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hey, everybody. I hope you're all doing well today. I have been really excited these last couple weeks because I've received some emails and DMs um, just letting me know how this podcast is making a difference in your lives and um, how you're incorporating some of the strategies I suggest and how it's making a difference. And it's just, I just love hearing that stuff. So thank you to those of you who have have messaged me, but most of all, you know, thank you to all of you just, just for listening. And, um, I really enjoy sharing this space together. I really enjoy teaching this stuff. Um, but more than that, it's such great feedback when I know it's, um, it's making a difference for someone. So I just appreciate that. I really do appreciate as well when you share this podcast with friends and family who you think may benefit. Again, it just helps me keep this podcast going as the listenership grows. And if you want to support it even more, um, one thing, one trick is to download the episodes. Um, When you download one of my episodes or all of them, it helps the podcast pop up more often for people searching um, as well as it keeps every episode at your fingertips. So if you ever want to re-listen, I have certain podcasts I listen to and um, I download so that I can re-listen to my favorite ones, my favorite episodes. Um, and it is interesting because second time around, I always end up learning something new. So anyway, hope uh, you know if you are so inclined, you take the time to do that. So today's topic is one I've thought on for a while. Um, It's a pretty heavy topic, and it is definitely one that is not discussed in the weight loss world and the optimal health world, and yet I find this one thing um, can really make or break a person's ability to lose weight for good or, or get to their optimal health. Um, as well as live a life of meaning, purpose, and joy, and and that is shame. And so this podcast, um, this episode is going to focus on um, weight loss, yes, because shame plays a really big role for many of us in regards to um, weight gain, weight loss, how we use food, uh, those sort of things. Um, we're going to talk about, well, and can keep us from gaining our optimal health as well. But, you know, this also, we're going to, we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about shame and how it, well, what it is and how you can kind of identify if you're shame based or not. And then if you are how to move through it and beyond it, some strategies to start going there. Um, but my point was, this is about weight loss because that's what this podcast is. But you know, you guys know my my background as a therapist, so I also deal um, with lots of people not in regards to weight loss or optimal um, health, but you know the other aspects of those things, which is the mental, emotional, spiritual side, and shame 
plays a role, if we are shame-based, it plays a role in our, you know, every waking moment. So we're going to talk, you know, about those aspects of our lives as well. Um, And really, you know, like I said, this podcast itself is focused on weight loss and gaining optimal health. But most of my episodes, if you've been listening, can be applied to all parts of your life, you know, your relationships, your work life, your leisure life, your goals, your dreams. Um, okay. So anyway, let's, let's get into it. So shame at first is a feeling and it is an incredibly painful feeling of humiliation or distress. Um, and it's caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. That's the definition anyway that is given. So, you know, it's a very painful feeling. And if you think of what shame feels like, some of us can't even go there because it's such an incredibly painful feeling. Um, but it comes from humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness. So caused by us being aware of wrong or foolish behavior. And remember that feelings come along with, you know, that chemical cocktail. We always talk about that chemical cocktail of sensations in our bodies. So we have a thought, we have a feeling, the feeling uh, is attached, well, little chemical cocktail is attached to each and every feeling and that chemical cascade is what kind of goes through our body. So often when we have feelings, we're experiencing those physical sensations in our bodies, whether we realize that's what's going on or not. Um, when we experience shame, uh, we feel it in our bodies, just like we do every other feeling. And if you get really good at the skill of feeling your feelings, it's remember, it's a skill that uh, must be learned for optimal mental, emotional, and physical health. Learning to feel your feelings is key, and there's past episodes on how to do that. Anyway, if, if you're good at feeling your feelings and if you experience shame and you take a moment to really feel it, for most of us, like I said, it is so hard to stay with the feeling of shame. Um, so, you know, when you're feeling a feeling, you may feel disappointed, you may feel sad, some of those negative feelings that aren't always easy to sit with, but you can kind of get through it. But when it comes to shame, it can be a really tough one. Shame is one of the deepest, most destructive emotions for our psyche, and feeling it makes many of us feel like literally throwing up. That's how that physical you know, um, those sensations are so strong with the feeling of shame, makes our heart beat faster and faster. Um, for some of us makes just these really intense sensations, like even disassociating can happen. And that's where we literally feel like we're not in our bodies. But the point is, it's an emotion that creates very, very intense sensations in our bodies. And this is why it is such a difficult emotion to work through. So those of us who hold deep amounts of shame, we we often will experience deep anxiety and depression as well. We often work hard to be perfect and people please as those forms of behaviors kind of you know, they, they falsely create a temporary feeling that if others, um, that if others like us, that they like who we are and give us validation in who we are. And if we are perfect, then we can halt that feeling of shame for a moment. Um, okay. So, so just, I'm going to list some signs, 
um, that you may have shame going on, that that you really may co- be coming from living your life from a shame, they call it being shame-based. Uh, so these would be some of the signs. So just, you know, as I talk through them, just pay attention. Do you feel like um, some of these, do they describe you? So you are overly sensitive. You feel underappreciated often. You feel used. You feel rejected. You feel like you have little impact. You worry what others think of you. You worry that you aren't being treated with respect. You are a perfectionist. You are wanting always to have the last word. You feel like an outsider, like you are left out. You want to shut other people out or withdraw. You feel that you can't be your true self. You feel inadequate. You feel like you're losing your identity. And here are some behaviors people often do when they are dealing with shame. A real inability to act spontaneously. Feeling frozen or unable to move. Hiding from others. Lashing out and getting defensive. Avoiding being the center of attention. Not sharing your thoughts or feelings. And using safety behaviors to avoid shame or being discovered. Like, you know, you over-apologize. You avoid conflict. So people who experience shame usually try to hide the thing they feel ashamed of. You know, so... Whatever it is you might be feeling ashamed of, that is the thing we're trying to hide. We don't want anyone else to see it. And when shame is chronic, it can involve the feeling that you are fundamentally flawed. So you as a human being are fundamentally flawed. So we can agree shame is what we would classify as a negative emotion. But, you know, we have shame for a reason. It, you know, it plays a part in our survival as a species. So without shame, we might not feel the need to stick to cultural norms, um, follow laws, or behave in a way that allows us to exist as social beings. So there is a reason that shame exists. Uh, and since we want to be accepted, shame, I guess, you, you know, it's like evol- evolutionary tool that, that keeps us all in check. But shame really becomes an issue when it becomes internalized and results in this really overly harsh way of seeing yourself as a whole person, going back to feeling fundamentally flawed. So that critic in your head comes from this shame, that negative self-talk that we talk about a lot, the critic, it tells you things like you're a bad person, that you are worthless, or that you have no value. So it's really speaking to you as an entire person. How, you know, the, but however, the, the truth is that how deeply you feel ashamed often has little to do with worth or what you've done wrong. Okay, so there, there are lots of different kinds of shame. If you get into shame research, um, there, there are tons of different classifications of different shame. I'm just going to go over a few so that you have an idea how, just how shame can be a little nuanced. So um, one's called transient shame. And transient shame refers to that fleeting feeling you get when you make a mistake 
maybe in a social setting, um, you know, you maybe tell a joke that you think is going to be funny and it's not. Um, it usually, pa- so you feel shame, but it usually passes quickly and doesn't create problems in your life. You just kind of can move on. So that's transient shame. Chronic shame refers to a feeling that is with you all the time and makes you feel as though you are not good enough all the time. This type of shame can impair your functioning, just your everyday life and your mental health as well as your physical health. Because, you know, when we're dealing with deep emotions like this um, and we're having all these issues in our mental health and emotional health world, that always, well, almost always, and especially over time, leads to issues within our physical health. Shame in the form of humiliation. Humiliation is the most intense form of shame. It comes about when we are really, really embarrassed about something, Um, usually critically embarrassed where someone else is is criticizing us and then we feel embarrassment from that. Often um, this is uh, something that might that probably happens in front of other people. So you make a mistake or or do something really embarrassing in in front of other people. Uh, okay, shame about the self. Feeling as though you are an inferior person can lead to shame about the self. This is a chronic type of shame with very long lasting effects. Um, you know, this is where something is very deeply internalized. Um, well, let's get to the next one because that's called internalized shame. So internalized shame refers to shame that's been turned inward. Uh, so for example, those who experience childhood abuse, trauma, may experience a feeling of being unworthy or a feeling of shame related to their abuse. And that is shame that gets internalized. Toxic shame is similar to internalized shame in that it involves the notion that there is something inherently wrong with you on the inside. Toxic shame is a part of your core identity. So it's part of that. If you go back to one of those initial episodes I had on, um, you know, belief, identity, thoughts, feelings, behaviors, um, you know, this toxic shame is where you get to that core identity, that core belief system about yourself. Um, it's not in that transient state. It doesn't pass. You know, it's always there. People who experience toxic shame often try to present a perfect outer self to hide how they feel on the inside. And then finally, there is healthy shame. Healthy shame can also exist. It can be healthy when it causes you to have humility, allows you to laugh at yourself, makes you humble, or teaches you about boundaries. So without at least a little bit of shame, people would have no way to manage how their behavior affects other people. That's what we were talking about where you know, there are some aspects of shame that we want as human beings. Okay, let's let's take a look at some of the causes of shame. A lot of these you guys will you will know, but let's just go through a list. Um, keep us on track here. So, uh, some of the causes of shame, of course, childhood trauma or neglect. Um, any mental health disorder that involves self-criticism or judgment. So these are things, I often see these things in social anxiety disorder. Uh, not living up to overly high standards that you set for yourself. So you create these these incredible expectations, goals, whatever you want, and then you never get to them. So you never live up to that and, and that creates shame for you. Uh, being the big, victim of bullying will create shame. 
even in those of, even in adults. Um, so if you've been bullied, you know, as a child, often that shame will stick with you into adulthood. But if you are bullied as an adult, absolutely, you're going to feel shame. Uh, so again, expectations not being met or you're experiencing failure and then rejection from others or even a weakening of a relationship will also, um, you know, start that shame, uh, spiral kind of going. If, if you've experienced shame, you probably know it can have a very negative impact on your life. Here, here are some ways that shame impacts our lives and ourselves. So shame makes us feel like we're flawed and there is something wrong with us. So it can lead to social withdrawal, can lead to addiction, alcohol, drugs, spending, sex, porn, all those things. Um, it may cause you to become defensive and shame others in return because this give, gives a sense of being powerful in the moment. And when we feel ashamed, we, we feel like we have no power. And so shaming others can help us feel empowered in that moment in obviously a very twisted way, but I think you can kind of see how that works. May lead you to bullying others if you've been bullied yourself. May cause you to inflate your ego to hide the belief that you don't have value. And this is seen often in narcissistic personality disorder. So inflating the ego, um, everything is about them. And, and really at the core of that is they're trying to hide that belief um, that, you, that they don't have any value, that internal belief that they have no value. Uh, shame leads to physical health problems. We talked about how mental, emotional issues like, you know, being shame-based, holding on to shame does, um, either immediately or eventually turn into physical health issues, uh, can be related to depression and sadness, uh, leaves us feeling empty, lonely, or worn out, uh, leads to lowered self-esteem, really makes it hard to trust other people. When you are shame-based, it is very difficult to be in a healthy, loving relationship because it's very difficult to trust. Um, also, and, and this one is interesting, it makes, if you are shame-based, it is difficult. It's harder um, for you to be in therapy or, or stop because, because you're constantly feeling judged. So in that therapy session, you know, clients who have a lot of shame just feel like even their therapist you know, is judging them. So it's difficult to even go there, difficult to even begin the therapy process. Um, if you deal with a lot of shame, you may be one of those people, this is me, um, engaging in a lot of people-pleasing behavior, just trying to make everybody happy. Um, many of us will avoid talking because uh, we get afraid we're going to say the wrong thing. Shame uh, cause, can cause compulsive or excessive behaviors like strict dieting, uh, overworking, excessive cleaning, overeating, over drinking, um, and then also having too high a standards in general. So shame really does, you know, we talk about thoughts, feelings, behaviors, you know, thoughts create the feeling, create the behavior or motivate towards the behavior. So if you're dealing from that feeling of shame, that shame, that deep-seated shame is motivating all your behaviors throughout your day-to-day life. So, um, you know, it really, it, shame is really an impactful emotion on our everyday living experience. And, and most of the impacts of shame lead to behaviors that create a vicious cycle. So you feel shame, which causes you to engage in behaviors um, that lead to more feelings of shame. So it's you feel shame, 
So you engage in behaviors like overeating or, or being compulsive or other excessive behaviors like that. And then because you've performed those behaviors, that leads to more feelings of shame. And that's how that shame cycle gets going, gets going, gets going. Um, or these behaviors can be detrimental just in and of themselves, creating potential physical or or um, mental health problems on their own. And this is where shame impacts weight and physical health as well. It's the cycle we often talk about that, again, goes like this. You get on a plan to eat healthy or work out, whatever, and you do great for a week or so. And then all of a sudden you overeat or you skip a workout and then you shame yourself for this. That's the self-talk in your head that creates the shame. You shame yourself for this. And then to get out of the feeling of shame, at least momentarily, you eat more to stop feeling shame momentarily. And then you feel shame for overeating again. And again, the cycle continues and continues. So shame is one of those really, um, I would say, tricky emotions uh, that learning how to move through shame can can really can really change your life. Let's quick, real quick. I just meant to put this in earlier, but let's talk about about it now because otherwise, I know I'm gonna get messages and questions about this. So let's just cover it. So let's talk about shame versus guilt. So before, and, and I'm going to get into how we can help ourselves to start feeling less shame, but it, it is important to understand, you know, the difference between shame and guilt. So shame is often confused with guilt and they're actually two very separate emotions. Guilt is generally about something you have done. It refers to something you did wrong or a belief, um, or uh, sorry, or a behavior that you feel bad about. So guilt is about something you have done, a behavior you performed, something you did wrong or a behavior that you feel bad about. Shame refers to something about your character or or who you are as a person that you believe is unacceptable. So shame is about you as your being, your relationship with yourself, capital S, self, how you view yourself at your core. So you can can see the difference there. Shame is not about doing something wrong. It's about a feeling that you have when you perceive that you are not good enough in some way, when you feel you're not worthy. In other words, guilt is about wrong actions while shame is about being wrong as a person. And this is why shame creates such incredible issues in our mental, emotional, and physical health. So let's get into how to heal shame because it can be done. Um, and it's very powerful when you start doing this this work. It's very powerful. Um, you, you can start to see it immediately within your life. There are two main steps uh, to healing your shame. The, f- the first is exploring your shame and going into it and feeling it instead of avoiding it. And if you're listening to this with the goal of losing weight or getting your physical health back, then this means understanding the shame cycle of overeating or overdrinking and then working to not shame yourself after you overeat or overdrink. And that's the first step. It's not about stopping the overeating or the overdrinking first. It is about not shaming yourself after you do it. So working on not shaming yourself. Remember, if you get into shaming yourself in those moments, you have overeaten, overdrank, you will overeat again to cope with the emotion. You may be able to hold off for a day or two, maybe even a week, but I am telling you that overeating will come back again and again. 
And the, the second thing is healing and moving on from your shame. Um, okay, so, so we're gonna, I'm gonna break those down. Exploring your shame. The first step in moving through your shame and beyond it then is to understand what it's all about. And this is because it will be impossible for you to heal from your shame if you haven't identified it for what it is. This is often where journaling um, or coaching or counseling can actually really help. And and having so having someone else partner with you um, so that you to move to help move you through your shame can be very helpful. Getting perspective on your shame and understanding where has it come from and how it influences your current decisions. Just that getting perspectives on that will go a long way towards preventing your shame from ruling your life. And this this speaks to what we know about naming our emotions. So in, in past episode on this, um, way back in the beginning, but just identifying them. So just identifying the emotion that you are feeling and understanding where they come from. So what was the trigger or what was it in my past? Where, where does this pattern of feeling come from? Gives us a feeling of clarity. And when we get that feeling of clarity from identification of the feeling, and from understanding where it's coming from, when we get that feeling of clarity, when we do those things, this is clarity is actually a feeling of safety. So when we experience this space of clarity and safety, the intensity of the emotion fades. And you can try this with any emotion. You know, you can take a moment right now and name the feeling you're experiencing. Say it out loud or write it down. And, and you're going to find the more you practice this specifically, well, even more so, you can do this with any feeling, but even more so with negative feelings, when you are able to say it out loud or write it down, name the feeling. And by the way, I often use a feelings list to do this because most people, you know, have on the tip of their tongue, mad, sad, um, happy, you know, uh, maybe afraid, but, but there are actually thousands of feeling words. And so going through a feelings list to choose the one that fits best to get that nuanced name of the feeling can be very powerful as well. And so so then once you know what the feeling is that you're experiencing, say it out loud or write it down. And you will find the more you practice this, the less reactive you will become. The less your negative feelings will be intense, the less frequent they will come about. And this is also a really good way to begin to recognize your shame. One one way, um, so the way to recognize your shame is to first start paying attention to your emotions in different situations. You know, and if you're not sure, um, try writing in a journal about your feelings of shame. You could write about events from your past in which you felt shame or that influence you today in your feelings of shame. You know, write down any feelings or thoughts that you that you have and, and how you reacted to that past situation. Uh, some practical journal prompts, and I'll re-go over these steps in more basic form right at the end, but practical journal prompts for you to try this week. Uh, when do you feel as though your feelings of shame are triggered? When you feel shame, how do you react or how do you feel differently? What are the sensations in your body when you feel shame? Then spend some time examining how the past shame still influences you today in terms of current shame. What did past situations teach you about yourself? So really just bringing your shame into the light of, 
will be a way to escape from having it cast, you know, this very dark shadow on your current self. Um, so you really want to get aware and find some understanding around your shame. And then once you've identified and acknowledged your shame, you know, now it's time to work on embracing your shame. <laughs> and, you know, this might sound, um, well, when I offer this um, sometimes to clients working on these things, you know, this is a concept that it, it truly, it is difficult because it seems very, well, it is paradoxical, um, feels very counterintuitive. It does not feel good to embrace your shame, but in order to heal from feelings of shame, it really is necessary to bring those feelings out of your internal world and, and into the light of day. And, and, um, by the way, then this is true for any thought or feeling that is keeping you stuck from any goals and dreams you have in life or, or just in other terms, in other terms, you know, it's keeping you from feeling purposeful and finding meaning and peace. So bringing emotions again out into the light is really, really important. It's, it's really common that we want to put up defenses and barriers when doing this work because shame is such a powerful and uncomfortable and difficult emotion to feel. So when we talk about the need to embrace it, that's very scary. And um, as human beings, our initial reaction, you know, is to defend and put up barriers and, and not go there. So there's really a lot of fear about diving into this work. And that is why it's very, very important uh, to show yourself love and acceptance and compassion. And also, if you can, to surround yourself with people who will also show you love, acceptance, and compassion. You, you need a safe place to belong as you do this work. Um, and if you have people who can just offer you unconditional love while you're doing this, that is a wonderful start. And if you don't have that in your life, that is where seeking it out um, from a professional might be a really important step. As, as you go through this process, it is important to um, go over, like re-examine your beliefs and attitudes about yourself. Uh, and that, again, is where journaling can come in or, or counseling or coaching as well. But in addition, you'll be you, you need to get to a space where you can accept the fact that you will make mistakes through this process and that that's okay. You know, this is the time to kind of start rejecting old beliefs that there's something inherently wrong with you and more taking this time to work on accepting your new reality, that you are acceptable, you're lovable just as you are, just because you exist. And, and these are difficult beliefs for many of us to incorporate into ourselves, but, but this is where finding um, someone to help you through this or um, you know, some really intense self-coaching through journaling can be really important. I will say this though, <clears throat> my experience personally and what I've seen in my practice, when it comes to shame, it does, it seems to often require another individual in the process. A lot of, a lot of the stuff I talk about, I do feel can be done through self-coaching and journaling if you're really good and can stick to that. But, but shame in particular, I have not, um, I, like I said, I just know for myself and clients I've worked with, you know, sometimes for shame-based stuff, you really need um, another another person 
to help you move through it, um, who you can trust. Anyway, uh, okay, another way to get your brain to start thinking about yourself in a new way is to write it in a journal. So the statement, just writing the statement, I am enough, or something similar every day, five times a day, three to five times a day, and stick copies of this sentence, this mantra, everywhere you will encounter it throughout the day. So you want to be telling your brain over and over, I am enough, I am enough. If you cannot go there, if that's like, I can't even say, I mean, I've worked with people who cannot even say that about themselves. It's, it's so hard to say the words, I am enough, or to believe them even a tiny bit. Then you can use the sentence, I am figuring out how to believe I am enough. I am figuring out how to believe I am enough. So, you know, your own healing process is highly personal and and going on the journey with another person who understands could be highly beneficial like we talked about. Remember that your love for yourself um, needs, well, we're working on creating unconditional love for ourselves and that means without any strings when you feel shame. So when you feel shame, that means you still unconditionally love yourself being honest with yourself and with other people and not avoiding the shame that you are feeling. Instead, talking about your feelings of shame and writing them down and then sharing them in a safe space that you have created. And I cannot, I've been through some of this and this is one of the toughest things for a type A perfectionistic personality. But I am telling you, that is the key. It is about recognizing shame, embracing shame, and then the next step is sharing the shame. And this, my friends, is practicing vulnerability. Vulnerability is all about allowing yourself to know and speak your truth about your experiences. It's about putting putting ourselves in a position that could potentially hurt us. That's being vulnerable. When you are vulnerable, you're putting yourself in that place. But in our emotional world and working with shame, vulnerability is actually the super skill that moves us through and eventually beyond our shame. And this is why working through shame is so difficult because it requires becoming vulnerable. And many of us see being vulnerable as an incredibly fearful thing. But, but in this case, vulnerability is our superpower. You really need to see it that way when you are working through shame. It is what is needed to get beyond the shame itself. To become vulnerable and therefore move beyond your shame, you have to start practicing vulnerability. I know in these episodes, I sound like a broken record, but it is the truth. Vulnerability is a practice. So sharing your thoughts, your feelings about yourself, about your shame, writing these things out can be the first step in share. And sometimes for some people, it is just writing it out. That is the sharing process where it's like you're sharing it with your journal. And if you can't go further than that, to sh- you know, if you don't have anyone you trust or you, or you don't financially can't hire a, a coach or counselor, you know, then that first step is sharing it in that journal. If you have a spiritual life, um, sharing it uh, with uh, God is a really good way um, you know, to share it with someone you trust. So those would be some ideas 
Um, you know, if you really don't have anyone that you can trust to share it with journaling, um, using your spiritual life as a means to do that, sharing your thoughts and feelings about yourself and your shame. Um, the sharing is what, what, where you are practicing being vulnerable, where you, you are practicing that vulnerability. And by the way, like writing out these things can be really tough. I've had many clients who have a hard time keeping a journal because they are so shame-based. They, they have this thought that, well, what if someone reads it someday? Or what if I die and someone reads it, you know? So I know this can be difficult, but that is why I'm saying, um, even just writing it down in a journal can be incredibly vulnerable. And in practicing that vulnerability, you are moving through your shame. Writing, writing all these things out, um, you know, really then creates that vulnerable, vulnerability that is literally required to move through and beyond shame. Shame is a super complex human emotion that can have many different causes that we talked about or triggers, and that requires attention and acceptance in over in order to overcome. So important takeaway is that shame is not about who you are as a person. So it's not about whether you are good or bad. Shame is an internalized experience about yourself as a person, about some aspect of your character, um, or about how someone has treated you and in turn how that made you feel about yourself. If you've ever been involved in an abusive relationship, um, physical um, abuse obviously uh, would cause this, but um, you know many of us have have dealt with emotional abuse relationships, and that emotional abuse relationship, which often often like rides under the radar um, from what's really going on, that emotional abuse with another person can uh, create such an incredible shame base, make you feel so much shame for who you are as a person. So you know, for anyone involved in an emotionally abusive relationship, most likely there is some shame going on um, because of how that makes you feel about yourself when you're when you're in a relationship like that. However, shame does not need to continue to be what determines how you view yourself. And you know, you really can choose to identify your shame, embrace your shame, practice vulnerability, and then move on from it. So for example, if you were abandoned as a child, you may feel shame that your parent did not want to stay. And so in that case, it is obviously better for you to identify that shame and move beyond it than to hold on to it. You don't want to go through life, you know, uh, feeling that way about yourself because, you know, you're going to make all these decisions and have all these behaviors that really don't lead you to that meaningful and purposeful full life. By the same token, if you feel shame about some particular aspect of your character or something that other people have judged you for, then you probably need a really good dose of healthy self-love and compassion. And that's how it's going to kind of counteract that sort of shame. Um, you, you don't need to change yourself or your character in order to become a worthwhile person. Once you come to accept yourself, and that's through some of the work I've been talking about, you will feel less shame and be able to move forward. Shame, um, 
you know, it is a universal emotion, but everyone experiences it to different degrees. So you can think of it on a continuum. If shame is a problem for you, then it is time to start working on changing your thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes towards yourself. Once shame is no longer an issue, you're going to find it's easier to accept the parts of you that cannot be changed, but to change the parts of you that you wish to change. So so once shame has been worked through, and if we want to step into the weight loss um, issue a second, you know, we can use that as an example. Once you've kind of moved through your shame, you're going to find that it's really easy to stick to your health and weight loss goals. So this speaks to deep emotional and mental and more existential issues in our lives. And this also speaks to our physical health and weight. When when shame is not an issue any longer, weight loss becomes so much easier, not to mention the entire rest of your life. Shame is a very deep topic. And this episode, I mean, I cannot even come close to getting into all the details and nuances of shame, but I I really hope it maybe just shed some light for you, at least on how to determine if shame is an issue in your life. And if you find out it is, or already know it is, you at least, I hope, can can take, we'll have a starting point here on how to begin to move through it in order to get beyond it to that point of freedom in mental and emotional health as well as physical health. If you already know shame is holding you back from your full potential in life, I'm going to go over again a simple list of things to get started with. Um, and, and it's just going to be a review of what I've talked about, but I've just condensed it down. So if you're taking notes, uh, these will be the things you want to write down. Start this work by practicing naming your feelings, either by saying the name of the feeling out loud you are experiencing or writing the feeling down. This gets your brain in the habit, and this habit helps you get good at this skill of naming the emotion, which will lessen the intensity of a feeling you are experiencing. Next step, journal about your feelings of shame. You could write about events from your past in which you felt shame or that influence you today in your feelings of shame. Write down any feelings or thoughts that you have and how you reacted to that past situation. The practical journal prompts for you to try this week. Uh, First one, when do you feel as though your feelings of shame are triggered? When you feel shame, how do you react or how do you feel differently? What are the sensations in your body when you feel shame? Then spend some time examining how the past, how your past shame, how that past shame still influences you today in terms of current shame. What did the past situations teach you about yourself? Bringing again your shame into the light through journaling will be a way to escape from, will be, it'll be a way for you Uh, to not have shame kind of holding that dark umbrella over your head all the time. Okay, third one, re-examine your beliefs and attitudes about yourself. Practice accepting the fact that you will make mistakes and that this is okay. So really telling yourself, coaching yourself, you know, I am going to make mistakes and that's fine. That'll be okay. I'm going to learn from them and move on. This is the time to start rejecting the old beliefs about yourself, that there is something inherently wrong with you. And you're going to start instead working to accept um, the new reality that you are acceptable just as you are. You are worthy just because you exist. 
And again, yes, this is difficult, but but this is where you can um, use the tactic of using a mantra. So to get your brain to start thinking about yourself in a new way is to write in a journal or on paper, something like I am enough or I am figuring out how to believe I am enough. Um, write it out every day, three to five times in your journal. Write it out on pieces of paper, stick it to your bathroom mirror. You want this mantra coming into your brain throughout the day. Fourth one, practice vulnerability. Remember, vulnerability is our superpower. It is what is needed and required to get through and beyond the shame. To become vulnerable and therefore to move beyond your shame, you have to start practicing it just like any other skill. So sharing your thoughts, feelings about yourself and shame through writing these things out or working with a professional in a safe space or even a close friend or someone you trust, speak your truth, write your truth. Okay, so those are the four strategies you can begin to incorporate in your life this week if you are feeling ready to start your this work. And working through and beyond shame, it is not easy. That is so true. In my practice, I find that shame-based clients, and I've been one myself, have a bit longer road to haul than, say, someone suffering with simple anxiety or depressive symptoms, um, and that, that those symptoms are not coming from a deeper sense of shame. And... Although the work is hard and a process, it is so worth the work. Once you are beyond it, once you are beyond shame, life becomes full of freedom, joy, contentment, feelings of safety, and a new ability and desire and motivation and willingness to go over or to go after your deep goals and your dreams. So this work This work in moving through and beyond shame is truly a gift we give to ourselves. It creates self-actualization, authenticity, and a kind and compassionate relationship with ourselves. Self with the capital S. And when we have this relationship with ourselves, our lives change. I hope you find something useful and helpful from this episode Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you did find anything useful from this episode, would you please take the time to subscribe to this podcast? Uh, When you subscribe, you'll be sure to get the newest episodes once they're released. And all this helps me keep the episodes rolling out and continuing to share information like this from this platform. And remember to download uh, your favorite episodes or, or all of them if you're so inclined uh, please head over to um, my social media for more resources. Peak Protein Recipes on Instagram will give you just a whole bunch of protein-filled recipes. And uh, my handle on Instagram is Heinen Counseling and Coaching, H-E-Y-N-E-N Counseling and Coaching. Once you're there, feel free to DM me or comment on a post with any questions you may have about all things weight loss, wellness, optimizing health, nutrition, thought work, etc. I'm going to be, um, well, I've mentioned this in the past few episodes. I'll do it one more time and then you guys probably get the gist. I don't need to say it again, but 
I've really backed off using social media um, just because it is filling me with pure joy <laughs> to not be on social media all the time. So um, really the most information, detailed information, up-to-date information you're going to get will be at my website. And that is heatherheinen.com. Again, Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. So heatherheinen.com. Uh, if you keep listening right now, you're going to get the tail end of every episode and um, that'll give you some more information on how my clients take a deeper dive on all these subjects with me through online programs and coaching. Um, it's where you get the actual structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support and coaching behind all the information I'm putting out there to help you lose your weight for good, improve your health and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.